that song. <laughs> California! 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 All over the face, neck, and chest of the 2000s. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why are oh. you making me do this? <laughs> you agreed to do this. I know. We're both bored. Let's yes. go. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. <laughs> it's Paige and Ryan. Oh, Jesus. The roommates. Uh, the roommates. And you know what? Welcome to the OC, bitches. Welcome to the OC, bitch. <laughs> God, what a fucking tool. <laughs> Man. Luke. The, oh, we're going to get into it. Uh, so before we like jump a- in... Yeah. Bonfire beach fight. Just getting into it. <laughs> so before we jump into it, um, we are going to be watching episodes of The O.C. and talking about how they're relevant to today, if at all, really. Oh, God. Were they ever relevant? We're going to find out. Jesus. <laughs> uh, before we start, Ryan, you have never seen this show. Is that no, right? No. Uh, I was not the target demo when this came out in the summer of 2003. Uh, I was... Uh, <laughs> Too busy trying to get my good enough diploma after uh, spending the last six months of my senior year uh, in an even worse state of depression after being on antidepressants. I was both figuratively and literally under a blanket. (laughs) So do you think that if you had happened upon the show that it would have made your life better or worse? No, no. There was nothing that was going to pull me out of that at that point. That's fair. You know. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I was playing Mr. Mushnick in Little Shop, and even that didn't save it. <laughs> oh, Mushnick. I um, was celebrating my second year of being engaged in oh 2003. My God. What a difference two years of age makes. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I, I loved being engaged, and I never wanted to not be engaged. I It was the best part. It's the best part of marriage, ladies and gentlemen, is being engaged. Be engaged for as long as possible. So you're saying that like once you actually do the deed and you're married, it's all downhill from there? Yeah, because then all anybody says to you is, so how's the marriage going? Jesus. Yeah, it's never fun. And we thought TV was lying to us. <laughs> Turns out, King of Queens was an accurate portrayal. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Where's my soundboard? Uh, so yeah, so I was um, in my last year of college. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again working to get married and to move out of Reno. Those were like my two goals at the time. Definitely not on my list of goals was watching the OC. It was also not my demographic. I was too old for it. You went to Vegas, which thinks it's the OC of Nevada. (laughs) It kind of is the OC of Nevada. I don't know if that's a compliment. Well, so... um, No offense to our... uh, Vegas listeners that may or may not be out there. All of my friends are cool. Everybody else can just suck it. Um, <laughs> there's a reason why I'm back in Reno is all that I'm saying. <laughs> um, but so this was, uh, our watching this was inspired by, what's his name? Oh yeah. Uh, shout out to Patrick J. Willems. Yes. Uh, who uh, just, he's a YouTuber and podcaster that I just watch and he does some really fun, you know. Above average film bro philosophical breakdowns of, <laughs> of various things from Austin Powers to Christopher Nolan. And he had a video on the OC that I figured I'd show Paige because mm-hmm. she, you know, had watched the show and had told me, like, hey, you gotta watch it. Like, you're gonna like it. Like, you should just watch it. Yeah. And, and uh, unfortunately, uh, this inspired a podcast now because yeah. Paige did her thing with uh, Sex and the City for, yeah. for a while. And, 
you know, coming to the end of that, needed a new show to watch, and yeah, we're in the is... middle of a of a panoramic right now, so we can't really have a whole lot of guest visitors coming over right? yeah. to, when, to when, spot on that. So, when you're in a panini, you have to right. pivot. When you are in a Papa John's, you just got to do what you can do. It's, and, a, it's uh, a pivot panini. <laughs> he said, roommate, you got a voice. You got a voice. Let's, Let's do the thing. do the thing. <laughs> so here we are. So yeah, I did actually watch this series 10 years later, and I was like, wow. They were really self-aware. <laughs> like, they knew exactly what they were doing, and I appreciated that, um, even 10 years after it had aired. I haven't seen it since, um, but I do remember Patrick having some terrific points about it. So if you check our show notes, we'll be mm. linking to that YouTube video so that you can. I totally fucked along. up, by the way. It's Patrick H. Willems, oh, not Patrick no. J. Patrick I was off H. by one. I'm so sorry, sir. Because you know he, he's got the time to listen. He's to gonna this listen. Shit. He's here. yeah, absolutely. He's gonna be our number one fan. Just yeah, like he, he's not out there like <laughs> producing great content that involves his parents and all of his friends and everything like that. His he's stuff got, is wild. I highly time. recommend it, you guys. <laughs> so um. To to give everybody sort of an idea, because there might be people that weren't even alive when this show aired, oh, or fuck me. potentially were like actual literal babies. Very much so, yeah. Um. So the pop culture moments of the year, uh, <laughs> these are these are the hits, you guys. This show premiered in August of two thousand three. Oh. <laughs> uh. So along with watching the OC. We were also watching The Newlyweds with Nick and Jessica. Oh my god. I cannot believe that <laughs> Jessica Simpson is truly as stupid as that chicken or fish moment. <laughs> that had to have been one of those like reality TV quote unquote manufactured moments. Some producer said, hey, <laughs> you should say this. It'll be funny. And because I, I can't believe that there's a person that is that stupid. So I have a theory that she was just high the whole time. Because when you're high... That, that kind of ruins her good kind of Christian girl image, though, doesn't it? Probably, but, like, dealing with marriage, like, I've been there. <laughs> Maybe that's just what happened. Maybe you just have to get so high that you don't know if it's chicken or fish. I mean, you'd have to be high to think 98 Degrees is a decent band to listen to. Oh, man. I just love that Nick Lachey now is just being a host of, like, a trashy Netflix, like... Like dating show, I can't even remember which one it is. God, That's he didn't how even great get, like the Mario Lopez gigs or the. I think he did Love Is Blind. I can't. <laughs> the even Mark remember. McGrath gigs. <laughs> no, he didn't no. host Love Is Blind, did he? That was he... that was that other guy, that Survivor-looking guy. I don't know. Yeah. We're, well, with we'll... their 9/11 lights at the end of each fucking episode. Oh man, Jesus, that was the best. Um. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, also... For, for our younger listeners, 9-11... Never mind. Stop, no. <laughs> We're not getting into that. This if they is, don't know the OC... They don't know the OC, they don't know shit. <laughs> Manny, if you don't know Jurassic Park, you don't know, you know shit. shit. <laughs> so, also, premiering in 2003, mm -hmm. the Do Not Call list. Ugh. Before I've that, still... the phone rang, and yeah. we just had to answer it, and we didn't know who it was. We actually had phones in our homes, not on our person at all times. Yeah, it was <laughs> They were bolted wild. to a wall, or they had a cord. If you were lucky, they were cordless. Ooh. 
Yeah. And we were extreme Americans in 2003. We decided that French fries shouldn't be called French fries. Oh, no, that was even before then. But yeah, no, yeah. Freedom yeah. fries. Freedom fries came into, oh, their, into pa- their moment in 2003. Patriotism became a fucking thing. <laughs> and look where we are now. It's called nationalism and they won't impeach. And Jesus fucking Christ. What a difference 300 years make. <laughs> Did I mention I'm bad at math? Um, so, yeah. This show, we watched the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, episode one being the pilot, the pilot uh, where tough teen Ryan moves in with the Coens. At least the episode descriptions are succinct and not wrong, like the ones in your Sex in the City collection. Oh my gosh. They're so, they're honestly so succinct that I love them. But look, like those four girls could ever, like, get it. Right, they right can't, between they can't, them, like so, it, it yeah. kind of tracks. No, they can't narrow their yeah. their ass down. <laughs> so, um, so this the yeah that first episode is where we meet our characters. Yeah, this um, Oliver and Company reboots is weird, you know. It's super weird. <laughs> it's wild. It's, I don't know about it, man. Um, we'll get into the characters in a second. The second episode though is called the Model Home. And the so it's 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 got a double meaning, y'all. It's not just oh, they're clever. They yeah, know exactly. the model home in the development that <laughs> Mrs. Cohen's putting together, but it's also their family is just a model home for Ryan, Ooh. who's from the skids and doesn't right. know how family life's supposed to be. And like, man, they thought they were smart. Yeah, fuck me. <laughs> I love it. I th- that one got to. <laughs> literally said uh, the teens hide in a mobile home, but a model. A bo- home. Yeah, in a model home. You said mobile. <sighs> Fine. The <laughs> teens hide in a model home, but a bully causes trouble. A bully. <laughs> so, let's get into the characters a little bit. Uh, Ryan Atwood, mm-hmm. our hero. Yeah, fresh-faced 24-year-old Ben McKenzie. Ooh. Mr. Marina Backer in that poor soul. I take his place any day. Uh Man. I, I was so mad. So I, there was a tweet when Gotham first premiered mm-hmm. and I tweeted, I can't believe no one has ro- knocked him out and said, welcome to the DC bitch. It's terrible. And terrible. Terrible. It was funny. And y'all need to go back no. to, through my feed and no. like it because <laughs> it's funny. But yeah, again, uh, just <laughs> continuing the great American trope of, uh, Having full-blown adults play fucking 16-year-olds. At least they were not 35, like, in fucking Greece or whatever. Yeah, but... he was, like, 23. No, he was 20, 23, 24 Yeah, 23, yeah. 24 when this premiered, so that's not that bad, Yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah. Um, Only he... a scant six years out of high school. His, um, his whole character is wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Like, he's just an idiot with a heart of gold that's just in the wrong place at the wrong time I don't know if he's time. an idiot. He's not smart. He's street smart, though. Well, he is actually smart, smart. He is Sandy smart, does smart. point out that he has, like, really good grades. Yeah, that's, that's a, yeah, Sandy, Sandy Cohen. Yeah, we'll get into him Lawyer later. Lawyer Supreme. Chill out. <laughs> so. Your um, New York daddy, if you ever wanted one. Stop. <laughs> Back to Ryan Atwood. Ryan Atwood is just joyriding in a car that his brother stole. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not, he's just in the passenger seat. He's a passenger his whole life. It uh. is symbolic. So they get in trouble, Ryan gets arrested, um, and gets appointed a lawyer. Public defender. Public defender, Sandy Cohen, white knight. <laughs> <laughs> or Ashkenazi knight, however you want to put it. <laughs> uh, you know, 
our 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 well quaffed friend uh, Peter Gallagher. Oh, the eyebrows. Doing the most with those Brillo pads. God bless him. Yep, he's he's the best. He becomes the champion for Ryan because he knows he's a good kid. And plus, he was Ryan, as he says. He was a yes. hard scrabble kid coming up in Brooklyn. He absolutely was. In the was it Brooklyn? Was I believe it Bronx. So. Brooklyn or the Bronx? I mean, I don't know. Bronx is a little bit harder. <laughs> is it? Yes, it is. Okay, you're of the two of us. You're the only one that's been to New York. That's true. You spent most of your time in Williamsburg, though. <laughs> Yeah, hipster AF. <laughs> I love the fact that there are women in fur coats and like no pants in high heels walking past like Hasidic Jews. It was just the best. <laughs> We're still talking about Williamsburg, not the OC, you guys. <laughs> yeah, no, the OC has zero Hasidic Jews, which, you know, knocks them down a point in my book. <laughs> So that's Ryan Atwood. Uh, Marissa Cooper. Next door neighbor, the girl next door. The manic pixie dream girl next door. Is she a manic pixie dream girl? She is a broken china doll when we first meet her. She's already... And, and aren't all manic pixie dream girls just a little broken? Uh, I don't know about that. I think I haven't are. seen Garden State in a while, so... Well... <laughs> and, uh, I'm, and I'm not mad at that. I'm, I'm glad I only saw it the once. That's <laughs> totally fair. Yeah, she is self-destructive. Hot and rich. Drinks Triple like a threat. fucking fish. Yes. Dri I mean, drinks a lot for, like, this isn't Gossip Girl, man. You can't just But, like, on that note, isn't much. it from the creator of Gossip Girl? Didn't Josh Schwartz go on to, or whoever created the OC? Is it Schwartz? Josh Schwartz that did that? Oh, yeah, I don't know. You better check check on that. You're the one that's supposed to be keeping records on this. I'm just, I'm, I, I am, uh, this Ryan is also a passenger, goddammit. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> You're running this shit. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she's a triple threat. Her boyfriend, Luke, burns down that model home with Ryan in it and then decides to save him at the last possible moment. Yeah. He has beat him up mm -hmm. those two episodes that we watched for this. Mm -hmm. That's all he did was, like, beat up and feel jealous of... Ryan, mm -hmm. because Marissa is clearly attracted to him because he's a bad boy, <laughs> even though he's not a bad boy. But he is a Ryan is enamored. Yeah, with yeah. He also, yeah. Schwartz okay. also created Gossip Girl. He also created Chuck, which I did love. I did love Chuck. Well, Chuck was a good one. There you go. So, so that's Marissa, and we move on to Misha Barton, our little vomiting girl from uh, yeah. the Sixth Sense. That's where I first saw her. That this was where I first saw her, and the last time I saw her, actually. Oh yeah, so, yeah. She kind of dropped off the face of the fucking earth. Yeah, that's. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I saw her in this. And I mean, never are again. we really suffering from any sort of like lack of Misha Barton in? I wouldn't know. Yeah, I wouldn't know because. But this have is you it. have you said like, man, I wish I'd see her in more things? I mean, no, because this character is pretty terrible. Fair. But, like, that that maybe is just product of the character. It's not that she's a bad actress. I mean, Patrick makes a Look, very... Look, we're only two episodes in. She could be a terrible actress. I don't know yet. We'll find out. <laughs> Patrick does make an excellent point on this, where the last season is actually a little bit better with her absence. Ah! So... <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> yeah. That's far down the road. No one's going to remember it, including us. <laughs> so, Seth Cohen... Yes, your Sandy's uh son, Adam Brody, your fave. So such a little muffin. You're so he's happy just... whenever he shows up. He's just so earnest. Yeah, when he showed up in Shazam, you're like, yes, yeah, because he's just 
Like, he... D- and don't get me wrong. Uh, Adam, if you're listening to this... Oh, don't I'm take- sure he is. I'm sure... He's not doing anything. Um, <laughs> don't take this the wrong way. Uh, but I'm always happy to see you, even though you're always playing Seth Cohen. I mean, you know what? It, it, it works, and you stick with it, and I respect it. Look, there's it. a reason Raising Cane's is still a thing. They are good at one <laughs> fucking thing, and people love them for it. So you know what? Adam Brody, keep going, buddy. There you go. <laughs> but he's uh, he's Woody Allen in a teenager body. <laughs> God, what a terrible <laughs> thing for you to say, because you fucking hate Woody Allen. <laughs> but he's, he's Woody Allen in the sense that he is Jewish and he's neurotic. Okay. And Woody Allen is the poster child for that. Fair. So He's Woody easy. Allen without the misogyny and the weird, you know, wanting to fuck your stepdaughter shit. Yeah, I hope so. Ooh. Hope so. We hope so. I don't Yikes. know. I mean, Arnie Hammer, he's oh. that way. Oh. oh, don't tell me about that rip. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Um, Not the Lone Ranger. How will we ever survive without him in the cultural zeitgeist? Stop. He's hot. Um, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the bad ones always are, it seems. <laughs> You know what? Here's the thing. Every Jewish man is either Seth Cohen or Army Hammer. Is Army Hammer Jewish? Yes, he is. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Like, whenever one of them goes down, like, it's gotta be the way I feel. I'm like, man, another straight white man did something terrible? Fuck. (laughs) Well. Yeah. So, Seth Cohen is a self-proclaimed curator of all things quirky, weird, and different. Mm Mm-hmm. He... He very much wants to be different while at the same time wanting to fit in so bad. Yeah. And it's adorable. As soon as Ryan walks in the door, he just attaches himself. God, like he wants a, a brother so bad. He yeah. is not happy being the only child. He Well, he doesn't have any friends either, is the Yeah, thing. that's true. And so And so a brother is a captive friend. He don't have any choice to be my friend. We're in the you're just in the pool house. I can find you anytime I want. Wanna play PlayStation? Here's some cool music. Yeah, exactly. Cool, quote unquote. Hey. <laughs> for the I'm gonna go t- on my sailboat? I'm gonna go down to Cancun. <laughs> It's Tahiti. Whatever. <laughs> he wants to go to Tahiti, and he wants to take Summer Roberts oh, with him. Oh, Summer. And Summer, the, I'm going to be... Played by whom again? Uh, Summer is... Oh, Rachel Bilson, right? Rachel Bilson. Again, someone who kind of fell off the face of the earth after this? I literally uh, only saw her once more, and that was the series finale of Gossip Girl. <laughs> Because, of course, Schwartz has to, you know, hey, bring her in. Uh, yep, yep. I saw her in Jumper, that movie directed by Doug Lyman, who directed both this and the pilot. Fair enough. So, yes. so yeah, Summer Roberts uh, gets way more fleshed out than we've seen in yeah. these first two episodes. She, right yeah. now, she's just vapid, shallow. Very and leaves, much on the periphery of things. And leaves her best friend drunk on her doorstep. Oh, yeah. At least she took her home. Like I guess? She could have left her drunk at the party. And I, passed out somewhere. I guess none Luke of them and his should boys have come been in and run a fucking lifted truck of a train on her. Jesus. No one should have been driving. Oh no, none of them should have been driving. So maybe call a cab. Anyways, you know you got the money for it. Yeah, you could <laughs> listen. You could call up and hire a limo, and those kids would never. Like, oh yeah, no. Like they should not be driving at all. All these fuckers have black cards. We know it. 100%. Like the Amex black cards. I've yeah. only seen two of them in my entire life. Oh, I saw them all the time. Oh, uh, yeah, because in Vegas, you I, get them high rollers. Yeah, Vegas, uh, Coliseum. I only Coliseum. did this working in the, the high-end home theater portion of uh, mm-hmm. of Best Buy. Fun fact, I didn't know that they were a thing to be, like, honored or whatever. You I just didn't thought, know, you're like, this a metal card? This is fake security? <laughs> the, no, the, the, first, the first time I encountered one, I was like, well, this is... 
probably not going to work. This ain't and, this I, and I swiped it and it did. And I was like, okay. And it was what? like the fifth one where I was just like, what's the deal with these cards? And they're like, what do you mean? They spend like a quarter of a mil annually over like X amount of years before they can even apply for this. Like they are for big money people. Yeah, but I but I was dumb, and so I was just like, what is this crap? It's just weighing down your wallet. Seems dumb. (laughs) And like she looked at me, and she was just like, yeah, I guess that is kind of dumb. (laughs) Oh, she she didn't like fuck off, peasant. No, no. Everybody who had a black card was always cool, except for one guy. Mm. And. Yeah. Was he named Luke too? No. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to Mom and Pop Cohen. So Sandy Cohen. Who um, we talked about previously. Yep, her her New York daddy. He's winning the Best Dad Award. Like, he's no one else is in the running. Mm-hmm. It's just him. And he's great. And he's wonderful. And he wants to help out everybody. And luckily he has a very rich wife that will enable him to do so. Yes, she got that real estate money. Yeah, Kristen is in real estate, and she is clearly just drowning in money. Oh, yeah, she is a liquid. The fact that she can just toss off a $100,000 loan. Yep. Like it's nothing. Nuts. Don't like that. I don't even know what that amount of money looks like. I I don't know that I've made that much money in like Like four years. Is it said later on? Like you've seen the show before, but you Mm -hmm. only once. Only once. So so. yeah. But do you know if it's ever mentioned that like, does she come from money? Was she already preternaturally wealthy or does she like, so it is is all like she made it on her own as a real estate agent became like, you know, Newport beaches or whatever, like preeminent. So technically it is said, it's said in the second episode. Um, I missed it. Because... She has this company with her father. Oh, so it's a little bit of daddy's money. It's a little bit of daddy's <clears throat> money, but she's made plenty of it on her own yeah. with half of the business. Oh, okay. So that gets fleshed out more, I believe, later as yeah. well. Um, Kristen's sheltered and protective, but she means well. Yeah, she definitely seems to be coming like she just wants the best for everyone. Yeah, like, you know. yeah. And she definitely doesn't trust easily, which yeah. is fine. Sandy, on the other hand, he'll dive in fucking face first without checking how deep the water is if he thinks that, you know, there's something that he can <laughs> save in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, a broken starfish. I got it! <laughs> yeah. Bless his heart. <laughs> which is how we lead to him being Ryan's public defender, Ryan. Yes. Uh, definitely has a hard home life. We see his mom is deep in with pills and booze and stuff like that her his dad is out of the picture his brother who was not a minor who stole this car ends up in jail Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be continued later on (laughs) what you say about that uh um but uh you know sandy's his public defender and he has no place to go he doesn't want him locked up yeah in county or he doesn't want him with child services he just stay with me for the weekend yep drops and, ryan back at home to find that ryan's mom and her shitty ass boyfriend have just cleaned out the entire place right and just skipped town which i want to know like moving is expensive <laughs> like where did they did they just dip into their crack fund they to didn't just really move? have a whole lot of value in there why would they clean it out like well, and <laughs> just they, leave it and they, they cleaned it out yeah i'm surprised they didn't take all the copper wiring out of the wall <laughs> Right, it was nuts. They were out, out. Like, it was it was very uh, reminiscent. Oh, and, and by the way, the way that the Newport Beachers make Chino sound like the fucking Detroit of California in a bad way, like... Uh, it is. Oof. It Down there it is. Oof. It's the, if there's any Reno people listening, it's the 4th Street of... 4th Street's not that bad. I mean, mm-hmm. gentrification's spreading. 
Oh, not God. far enough on Bull Street. Ugh, whatever. <laughs> They're not building those apartments for us. We'll never be able to afford them. Fourteen hundred yeah. for a fucking studio. Lick a nut, sir. <laughs> Get out of here. We're a little rough uh, <laughs> right now. We're a little cranky. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Instead of talking about that, let's just move on to Mom and Pop Cooper. So Marissa's yeah, parents. It's Tate Donovan and uh, what's her name? Uh, Miranda Priestley? Priest? Mm, no, 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 sorry. She played Miranda Priest in Spawn. What's her name? Oh. Uh, Olivia uh, Clark. Something Clark. Oh my gosh, you're ha- Melinda Clark. Melinda Clark. Melinda Clark. You did it. God, I got there eventually. Stupid <laughs> fucking brain. Um, dick. Yeah. So Julie does not have a thought, a brain in her head. She's oh. just she's here to spend money. As and look long as pretty. the money's being made, right? She doesn't she even can care. Spend it for you know the horse riding lessons for yeah. the other younger daughter. And... Right. Whereas Jimmy is a bit troubled. Yeah, that's Tate Donovan, Dad. Yes. Um, Hercules himself. Yeah. <laughs> zero to hero to back to zero. Uh, how, how poignant that we see a financial money manager losing a shitload of money with bad calls in 2003. I mean, hey, it's good that you didn't bet it on fucking GameStop, right? Oh, man. Jesus. He, you know, Jimmy's probably doing okay these days. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Hood took it all. <laughs> and then they gave it back because they actually give to the rich. Yeah, right. Assholes. So to, <laughs> to bring in the adults uh, who are watching this with their kids, Jimmy and Kristen Cohen... Used to be a thing. And so I got, almost, I got a whiff of that. Yeah, it they seems all. like they have, it's not like, not just friends. Seth says, previously. says, my dad, or my, my mom almost married your dad to that's Marissa. That's right, yes, okay. So that's another reason why Marissa and Seth don't really get along is because Marissa, like, basically ignores him. Yeah. And the only reason that she's no longer ignoring him is because Ryan's in the mm-hmm. mix now. Which is another reason why Seth? Yeah, because is he, like yeah. Seth gets an invite to the beach parties. He gets mm-hmm. an invite. He gets drunk off his ass at his first big party. Yeah, way to go, buddy. Go big and go home, as he did later on. Very but, much. Yeah. So yeah. So poor Jimmy is the world's worst financial planner. Ugh. And asks Kristen for money. Oof. Not- Asking your ex. And she doesn't bat an eye. No. She's like, yep, I've seen this before. Yeah, and that's the thing is, it's, she literally goes, "How much do you need?" Yep. Just super flat, like, and "God not, damn it again." Well, not even like "God damn it again." But like like she, a very kind fair, sort of. She, she, of, she wasn't of accusatory. Much, it was. It was more of a sympathetic understanding that she said, "Like, how much do you need?" You know. But yeah, I don't. This definitely doesn't seem like the first time she's had to float. You know, a couple hundred G's his way yeah this is definitely not the first time so they can maintain the extravagant lifestyle to which his daughters and his wife have become accustomed yeah and it it feels very much like he's got his daughter answering the door dealing with the yeah. sec yeah <laughs> the securities and exchange commission right coming to try and get him yeah because marissa doesn't have enough to deal with that is that is life. the rich people equivalent of like don't answer the phone. It could be a debt collector. Mm-hmm. That was that was my upbringing. This Ryan also came hard scrabble a little bit. Not oh. nearly as bad as Mr. Atwood, but you know. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, that that is our cast of characters. The first two episodes that we watch are basically setting the scene for all of these yeah. characters. Um, and uh, Chris, Kristen uh, Cohen gets a little flighty about Ryan staying mm-hmm. and so because he Ryan, is a strange boy yeah from the wrong side of the tracks and he gets beat up a lot yeah he, he do be 
do we start in fights? This basically, these two episodes takes place take place um, on a Friday, Saturday, yeah, and it, Sunday. Yeah, it seems like one whole weekend, it's basically. It's one yeah. whole weekend. And so he so. gets beat up twice. By the same dude. By, the, by Luke. <laughs> and who is who is Marissa's boyfriend. Yep, who's Marissa's boyfriend who obviously senses the who connection. Is, who is the extreme douche. Yes. Like, stereotype. Right, but they immediately who is, have to... Who is driving a lifted truck in a beach town? Who needs a lifted truck in a beach town? To drive on the beach. They don't allow them on the fucking beach, do they? Okay. Only the lifeguards get to drive on the beach. If you're rich, you can do whatever you want. Fair, fair. <laughs> ha, you know what I love about rich kids? What? Nothing. Nothing. Boom! <laughs> Good sucker punch, Atwood. <laughs> yeah. So that was great. So, overarching thoughts about how you feel about going into this, what you think about Ugh, characters. I am mad that I'm not mad at it. Like, I really... I went into this with an open mind, but, like, there was a part of me that's like, ugh. I mean... Because, you know, I, I had an ex that was like, oh my god, you'll love Gilmore Girls, who Gilmore Girls was her life. Like, like not her life, but, like, you know, those same people that make loving the office a personality trait. Yeah. She made loving Gilmore Girls a personality trait. And, and, you know, I gave that one a fair shake. I watched, like, the first four episodes. I'm like, yeah, this is exactly what I expected. It's awful. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Um, the but, day that you but hear for me. What it's, <laughs> but for what it's worth, I can understand why she liked it. Um, uh, but, like, I went into this one kind of expecting it to be, like, the, uh, the West Coast equivalent of Gilmore Girls in a way. Oh, no. Whereas that one takes place in, like, the quaint, like, Connecticut town or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be. I'm just like, okay, we're, we're just changing the scenery and it's still just a bunch of, like, vapid, fast-talking fucking teenagers and their parents. Yeah. Uh, and in a way, it kind of is. Yeah. Um, but there definitely seems to be a bit of a soul to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot more heart to it. Um, it is so fucking earnest. Oh my god. Like <laughs> it very really much like, knows what it is. Uh, yeah, it is it is a it is a soap opera. Mm-hmm. It is it is a, it, it was the CW soap opera before CW was doing soap operas. Mm-hmm. With superheroes and shit, you know? Yeah. Yep. So it it it, it, it kind of made that mold, it seems. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, our parents grew up watching, you know, like, Picket Fences and Melrose Place and 30-something and stuff Maybe like that. Maybe parents. My parents grew up watching fucking Dynasty. I'm okay. old. <laughs> well, not grew up, but, like, when I was growing up, that's what my parents were watching. Got was, like, it. Picket Fences and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Our three years sometimes are, like, three decades. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> our three-year difference is but, wild. But, yeah, so, uh, but, yeah, the, it's a show that definitely knows what it is and, and was made specifically to corner that market at that time mm-hmm. like the high schoolers that you know maybe weren't living there but wanted to and it, it, it's also kind of like a fantasy and wish fulfillment sort of thing like you're presenting a slice of life that you might never have but we get to peek in on yep. and follow along and laugh and cry and judge <laughs> um you know it almost seems like a real world sort of situation sometimes in the way the, the like situations they get into, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a scripted real world. I could see that. It definitely... I enjoyed it when I watched it in 2013. I'm sure that I will love this rewatch. I, like... it. The further away that we get from 2003, the more that this just becomes a period piece. Oh, yeah. It is already a time capsule. That it, it, The music, mm-hmm. the clothing, so many fucking capris. So much lip gloss. 
glossy, oh my glossy. God, I'm <laughs> so much lip gloss. I'm glad that gal ditched me on prom night. I would have hated to try and kiss those overgloss lips. Oof. Speaking of 2003, man. <laughs> Whatever and... you want to hear, time capsule. I spent the money I would have spent on pictures and everything after my date ditched me at dinner. After dinner, because she wanted to take separate cars to dinner and then to the prom. That's I, fucking, I couldn't afford a limo. That's wild. That she <clears> so I met her at the restaurant. Cars. We had a wonderful dinner. She said, "All right, I'll go to the." Let's go to the venue. And we get to the venue, and I waited outside for like 45 minutes watching all my friends go in. I'm all suited up. I'm holding the boutonniere in my fucking hand and shit. And this gal never showed up. Didn't even send me, uh, you know, a 25-cent text, because that's how much they fucking cost back then, kids. Yeah. You know, in a little T9 phone or whatever. Like, let's press, you know, I have to press the button four times to get the letter S. Uh, Yep. Uh, but I, I spent the money I would have wasted on pictures and stuff. Uh, I went out and saw X-Men 2 the next day in theaters and bought uh, the Matrix Reloaded soundtrack and some shirts from Hot Topic and felt like a good fucking, you know, that was a better purchase than I would have wasted it on. So there's your little time capsule of my life that um, no one asked for. <laughs> I'm I'm just really glad that I never got into the ultra low-rise jeans that they Man. have in this. Like, I don't know, like... You had to have a Brazilian just to wear a pair of pants. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, I don't know how that Like, all the hurt. girls are walking around like Brad Pitt in Fight Club with the jeans <laughs> down to your dick showing off the Adonis Vs yep. going down and shit. Yep. Like, what is up with that? Yeah, it's just hip bone central. Ugh. And, it, yeah, it's nuts how far away we get from it. Like, I ne- in the moment, you never think about it being a trend or it being... Give it another 10 years. All the 80s shit and 90s shit is fashionable again. We saw that gal in the React video today looking like an extra straight out of fucking Heathers. Yep. With that jacket. But yeah, it's it's nuts. I can't wait for the vocabulary that's going to come out of rewatching the show. No. Because you know that there's going to be some crap that they say that we completely forgot about. It's going to be great. I'm going to laugh until I cry. (laughs) I mean, I wore puka shells. Like, we all, like, none of us were, like, spared. We were all victim to this in one way or another because fashion came for us all. Yes. Whether we wanted to or not. Correct. You know, I I went into a Miller's Outpost and spent some birthday money, mm-hmm. you know, thinking I was cool. Yeah. Miller's I, Outpost. There's a fucking pull. <laughs> <laughs> I, a couple of years after this, this uh, show, like, after it starts anyway, so, like, 2005, 2006, was prime like page goes clubbing attire mm. and that's great i if i find any pictures i'll have to i'll have oh, to yeah. share them but in the <clears throat> meantime if you have any questions for us i couldn't help a podcast at gmail.com you can follow us on instagram and twitter at can't help but pod uh, that has changed um so we are we're doing the oc so we swear on chanel is a thing of the past uh, so that was where you'll find us. And if they want to just follow you, Ryan, where can they? Uh, you can probably find me at Mad Ryantist on Instagram and Twitter and most of your socials out there. Uh, yeah. God, you know, you pick a name and you think it's it's great. And I'm like, oh, it's like a mad scientist, but it's my name. But that's <laughs> basically exactly how you think it's spelled. You'll find me out there. Uh, yeah. And you can find me on, uh, at Paige in Reno land, um, on Instagram at Twitter at Paige Clarno and Paige Clarno comma podcaster, et cetera on Facebook. 
And I'm also Paige and Rena Land on TikTok, but I haven't posted there in a very long time. Uh, mostly I just get homework <laughs> We are from those Ryan. elder millennials that uh, just use it to lurk and find out just to stay relevant because... Yes, because... God help us if we never... If we become the folks that are like, ah, you damn kids get off my lawn with your TikToks. Like, that's how you're old. <laughs> I feel like it's like a shark. If you stop swimming, you die. That's a myth, actually, I think. I don't think that's how it works. Okay, well, it's like <laughs> a myth. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's like... like that old wives' tale about sharks drowning if they're not constantly swimming. Right. <laughs> yes. We need, we need applause to live and we'll go anywhere to get it. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we will be recapping two episodes uh, next time. Yeah, usually about two episodes every episode. If yeah, we can. and hey, we might switch it up. Who, Who knows? knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, for now, uh, I've been Ryan. Yeah, and I'm Paige. Have a good day. Yeah. Bye.